so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing right now, whether you're listening, whether you're watching, however it is that you're consuming this product, I am very happy that you are doing so. I'm John Corrales. I cover this team for the Boston Sports Journal. I'm also the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book that is now available for purchase anywhere. And if you want a signed copy, you can go to my website, johncorrales.com. The Boston Celtics lose to the Portland Trailblazers 129 to 119. This was, for 43 minutes or so, a great basketball game. There was some ridiculous shot making going on in here. There was some amazing back and forth. This was a game that we could enjoy. And no matter what happened, no matter how the the result finished, we could look back on this and be like, man, they earned it. The winning team earned it, and that was it. Now, the question of who actually earned that win, well, Portland actually earned that win, but they didn't get to decide this game the way they should have, and this is going to be part of my conversation in the second and third segments, because two just horrific horrific instances of officiating that took away the opportunity for this game to be properly decided. And it's not that I blame the the officials for a loss. The Celtics had plenty of opportunities to win this game. They didn't. Portland was better in this game. Portland deserved to win this game. But what happened is the officials made themselves the story in this game, and that's a real huge problem. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto has amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Let's start the first segment by just going through some of the cool things from this game. The, the up and the down. We'll just get this all done real quick right here. Uh, Let's start with the positives. Jason Tatum, 33 points, uh, 11 of 19 shooting, 4 of 5 from 3, 7 of 7 from the line. Another really great performance from Jason Tatum. Now, he did make some mistakes late, and that's a problem, but he had a follow-up to the 60-point game that was two two points better than Bird's follow-up to his 60-point game. Uh, Bird had... 31. And this three-game stretch for Tatum, which is 128 points, is the best three-game stretch in Celtics history, so there's something to be said 
about that. Tatum was was good. I mean, he picked up where he left off. What, what can you say about this? I thought he was really good in this game. And it's kind of a shame that he had this uh, taken away from him, that, that this game didn't end in a way that we can fully appreciate these things like Jason Tatum or like Evan Fournier, who was 8 of 10 from the field, 8 of 10 for Evan Fournier, who has been really struggling, 5 of 7 from 3, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a couple of steals, an awesome hustle play late where he was defending, uh, I think it was McCollum, was it Lillard? Poking the ball away and and getting a a steal and getting up ahead to Tatum for a dunk. That, That was a huge play late in the game. Fournier, after the game, said that he has been dealing with concussion-like, not symptoms, but the COVID recovery makes it feel like he's, he's had a concussion. The bright lights bother him. The, he's having trouble focusing. He's having a trouble, trouble, you know, just seeing and, and, and all of that stuff. Like for a guy like Fournier, to not be able to focus, to feel like he's out there with a concussion after COVID, that's brutal. That's a whole podcast in and of itself. The NBA is just, I'm so ashamed of the NBA this year. The NBA has just proven itself to, to a, a lot of the player safety stuff has been lip service to me when it comes to the NBA. Because this year when it push came to shove, they didn't care about the players at all. They strong-armed the players into playing this season. Players had no choice. They were going to lose a ton of money, too. So they were like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And they, they, they had no choice. It was either start in December or the whole thing was going to go down the toilet. And the league gave them no choice. And now guys like Fournier are out there playing with what feels like a concussion, which is brutal. But good for Fournier, I suppose. For, you know, coming out and trying to play through it. I mean, he, he seems like he wants to be the warrior and come on out. And if it's it's something that he can get through and, and hopefully feel better later, then good for him. He had an awesome shooting night. Like I said, 8 of 10. Hopefully this is the beginning of something better for him. Aaron Neesmith was also awesome in this game. Like, Neesmith has all of a sudden come out and demanded playoff minutes. And with his recent shooting stretch, it's hard to imagine that now that he'll play himself out of the lineup. He, he's just been on such a roll and it's hard. Things change so quickly nowadays. So it's hard to say what exactly is going to happen with the playoff rotations. But Neesmith in 20 minutes, six of seven, four of four from three, perfect from three, 16 points, four rebounds. He had a big offensive rebound late, just one turnover. I mean, he, he's Neesmith is proving to be a good player. Like all of this discussion about Danny Ainge's drafting, and this is why I hate these discussions because now all of a sudden it looks like Neesmith is a hit. All of a sudden, this year's draft looks like a hit. You got Neesmith, and no, like I know Desmond Bain was, you know, was, was hitting. Uh, a ton of shots and there are guys all over the draft like 
that the Celtics could have probably had, and they, they've had good years. But you look at what Neesmith is right now, and if this is, I mean, hell, if this is just just this, if this kind of game is, is who he is forever, that's going to be huge. It's a big win. So Neesmith was, was good in this game. Peyton Pritchard was good in this game. 13 points, 4 of 6 shooting, 6 rebounds. Pritchard continues to rebound well for a small guard. Good things in this game. Tons of great shot making. Guys all over the place were making great shots. A uh, couple of bad things in this game. Jalen Brown continues to shoot poorly. And I think that was a function of his right ankle. And so he was 6 of 22, 1 of 9 from 3. Tough night. Did have 11 rebounds and 4 assists and 16 points, but just a rough shooting night. And then at the end, he and Tatum collide uh, on trying to defend an out-of-bounds play. They're both on the sidelines, clutching their, their legs. Tatum seems to be okay. Brown hopped off and he hurt his right ankle, which was part of the problem. He's been questionable with that right ankle now for a couple of games, and now all of a sudden he he hurts it again. And that's that's just not I, – I don't know that he can come back and play against Orlando. I'd be surprised if he did. He might. But there's no official word, but he he didn't look good. And I don't know that it's worth – I don't know that it's worth it at this point. Like the Celtics with this loss fall into the seventh seed. And there are only what nine games left at this point, eight games left. And they're running out of time to, to make a move. There's still, there's still time obviously, because they're only a couple of games out of that fourth seed. And like I've said that the New York Knicks schedule gets really, really rough, but I, I don't know. Do you you can't have Jalen Brown play in 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 these upcoming games if he's hobbled? Is that going to help him? Is that going to hurt him? I just don't think that it's worth putting him out there if he's going to, especially if it's, he's going to shoot like this. I'd rather have him just sit. You know, Kemba hopefully can come back, but don't. Like, I'd rather just Jalen be with. If they're going to be in a playing game, they, they're going to need Jalen Brown. So don't don't bother. Marcus Smart, not great, not bad overall, though he shot poorly 4-14. The worst part about Smart's night was, well, obviously the ejection, which I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes. I don't think that should have been an ejection. But um, besides that, he had a rough shooting night, 4-14, 3 of 9 from 3, a step back three that he took late in the game. He had just hit a three, a catch and shoot three. He just hit a floater. Then he comes down, 15 seconds on the shot clock. He he brings the ball up, doesn't pass the ball at all, dances around a little bit, takes a step back three with 15 seconds on the shot clock. That's Marcus Smart feeling himself too much. Like Marcus Smart has to keep if 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 I want Marcus Smart to do any one thing, just change any one element of his game, just please cut out the heat checks. Just, just, just the heat checks. Stop the heat checks. Because you're, you're almost never on fire. <laughs> just make the right play. I've said this before. Hunt the great shots. Make the right play. 
with 15 seconds on the shot clock, use the pick that was coming. Move the ball around. Maybe you'll get a catch-and-shoot opportunity. It's not that Marcus Smart was the one that's shooting. It's that Marcus Smart danced around and took a step back three. That's not your shot. So, that was not good either. Uh, I will leave it there. The officiating stuff, and I, I hate talking about the officials. I hate talking about the officials. But I have to because there were two things. The goaltend against Tristan Thompson and the review for that Marcus Smart ejection. Those two things driving me nuts right now. I'm going to talk about the Tristan Thompson thing when I come back here on the Locked On Celtics podcast. This show is brought to you by Indeed. If you are hiring for your company, then you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview. It's all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule a complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and add your must-have requirements so only you, you only have to pay for the applicant's that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's a good stat. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. The offer is valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. With about seven minutes to go, Jason Tatum drove the lane, lost the ball, and Tristan Thompson got it and dunked it home, which at the point, at that point, would have given the Boston Celtics a one-point lead. This was a back-and-forth game. This was an important play. The ref blew the whistle. They said, nope, offensive goaltending. Wipe it out. Portland inbounds the ball. They get a couple of three-pointers. Next thing you know, instead of being up one, they're down seven. But here's the thing. It wasn't a goaltend. And it very obviously wasn't a goaltend. And okay, I understand that sometimes bang-bang plays happen. And... Referees fall out of position. Players block their view. Maybe you maybe it looked like a certain thing. Hey, from a certain perspective, you say, all right, here's this. And then you just shift your perspective over this way and go, oh, wait, no. That's not how it went at all. Fine. The, the, the referees inbounded that ball so fast that they didn't even see Jason Tatum trying to call a timeout. They didn't even see Brad Stevens calling a timeout. That ball went to the sideline, and if you look at the video, which I've tweeted out, if you look at that video, 
the Blazers are in such a rush to get that in because they know. C.J. McCollum knows that was not a goaltend. So he wants to get that ball inbound so fast that he rushes over. He's standing at one point on the sideline, and he takes three quick steps over to the ref so he can take the ball out of the ref's hands to inbound the ball. Meanwhile, you see in that video, this is all on the, on the Portland Trailblazers feed, ironically enough, that Tatum is calling for a timeout while this is happening. And the officials just let it happen. And would this have changed the game? I mean, it certainly would have changed the game. The Celtics would have been up one instead of down one. And if that, you know, who knows what that does to the psyche of the Portland Trailblazers. Maybe nothing. Maybe they still hit a three. Maybe they still hit two threes in a row. I don't know. I'm not saying that this cost the Celtics the game. That's not, that's not what this is about. What this is about is an officiating crew that knows that this is a bang-bang play that is not giving the, uh, the team the opportunity to challenge. That the Celtics, there, there's a, a system in place that allows teams to see a replay and say, oh, we got to challenge that. You're going to call a timeout to challenge that. And the Celtics, the explanation after the game, by the way, from the official pool report was that the ball was already in play. I'll read directly from the pool report. Why was goaltending called on Tristan Thompson with 7.27 to go in the fourth quarter? This Sean Wright, who is the crew chief, says, During live play, the ball was touched by Thompson. It was deemed to be in the cylinder at the time. The question, is that play reviewable? As Perule, Wright says, the play occurred above two minutes in the fourth quarter. The play is reviewable if Boston utilizes a coach's challenge. Okay, fine. Coach Stevens indicated in the postgame, the question is, that he was told by the officials that he did not challenge the play in time. Were they not able to challenge it? And then Wright says, as mentioned, it is reviewable if Boston uses their coach's challenge. The challenging team must call a legal timeout and signal for a coach's challenge. When Coach Stevens calls a timeout, the ball was already in play with Portland having possession. Therefore, we could not grant Boston a timeout. That is the the key point here. Because that ball was in play at a point where McCollum rushes to the ref and takes the ball out of his hands and the refs don't see the timeout being called. If you're officiating an NBA game, you got to pay attention. This is part of the problem for the NBA. Like the NBA has these officials out there and I don't know, you know, I got to look into this because a bunch of officials were out. I've got to look into this because I didn't know any of these guys' names when I saw them. Sean Wright, this guy, I don't know, Jadiminus Petritus. That's a Greek name. I can't even pronounce it. I'm Greek. I can't even pronounce this guy's name. And Andy Nagy. I, I don't know who this guy is. Um, he's no, I guess he's been in there. Says he's had three playoff games in five seasons as an NBA official. I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. 
these these officials have to understand that if there's a replay challenge in place on a play that, hey, this might be reviewable, you have to be at least aware that the other team is going to try to call a timeout. Okay, you want to move the you want to move things along? Fine. You want you're not going to sit there and like wait forever? Fine. I'm not saying go over the top, but on a play like that where there is the potential for a replay, you have to at least be aware that the other team might be calling a timeout and would be looking for a replay. It's basic stuff. And so I, I just don't, and I, I'm, I'm clearly bothered by this because I'm pissed off that they took away a great game. It's not even about the Celtics losing. The Celtics losing is the last thing that I care about at this point. The Celtics losing this game, they screwed themselves. This game shouldn't have even mattered. They screwed themselves by losing those games two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, all of those games that they should have won. That's that's the most important part of this season, that they lost this game and it put them in the seventh seed. I'm not even worried about that. What I'm worried about is the NBA putting these officials out there that don't do basic things. Like, look and be aware that the other team is trying to call a timeout. How does Damian Lillard dribble a ball two, three times when Jason Tatum and the Celtics are trying to call timeout before the ball is even inbounded. How does that whistle get blown so late? How are you not aware of what's happening? So that's, that's part one of the problem. That really is only part one. Part two is that review after the Marcus Smart and Yusuf Nurkic collision. That is an even bigger problem to me. I'm fired up. I'm going to talk about it next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go. You've got uh, football starting to come back after the draft. You've got all sorts of uh, baseball, hockey, everything that you you need. Uh, Sports-wise, get all the latest news, odds, info for all of your sporting needs, uh, UFC, MMA, all of that stuff. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams preps for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Putting in hundred bucks for the first time, you'll get $50 as a welcome bonus with the promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Built Bar is the absolute best tasting protein bar on the market. They've got a ton of great flavors. If you go to BuiltBar.com and check them out, they're always dropping these new special flavors, but they've got a great core of flavors, 18 that include nuts or no nuts if you've got an allergy, 
no problem. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft, very easy to chew, unlike some of those other protein bars that are out there. Health conscious, looking to lose weight, maintain weight, no problem. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. If you're on a keto diet, these work great for you. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Check out the nutrition information for yourself. You will be amazed when you see something called cookies and cream have 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. People love these things. They love these Built Bars. People are telling me all the time that they've ordered them. They seem to really love them. They keep going back. So use the promo code LOCKED15 whenever you decide to go to BuiltBar.com. You can use it every single time. So I'm telling you, you don't even have to go crazy the first time. This is how confident I am in Built Bar. Go buy one assorted box, just one. Try them. Use that promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off that one box. When you do, find those flavors that you love. Go back, buy multiple boxes of those, stock up, use that promo code LOCK15, 15% off that time as well. Every time you use it, you're going to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Marcus Smart was kicked out of the game for what the referees called an unsportsmanlike act, basically saying he intentionally punched Yusuf Nurkic in the nuts. Uh, I don't believe that that's true. I don't think that if I'm watching that thing at full speed, I don't think that Marcus Smart had enough time to turn, target, and deliver that shot in that amount of time. In real time, as I watched it, and I've watched that play multiple times, in real time, I just don't think he could pull that off. But fine, maybe he did. I'm not going to say I'm 100% sure. Maybe he did. Maybe he did deserve to get kicked out. I don't know. Possible. But what I do know is when you're reviewing a play and you're watching the video and it's a little quick three-second clip, two-second clip, if you watch that thing for a minute and you can't figure out if it was intentional, minute and a half, two minutes, if you can't figure out with all those different angles, if you can't figure out over the course of those couple of minutes that it was intentional or not, then maybe it wasn't intentional. If you can't figure it out in that amount of time, then maybe that's not what happened. And here's my problem. They took six minutes to determine this thing. And it's not even that they made that determination. Eh, maybe he did. Possibly. They killed the flow of this game. The final two minutes of the fourth quarter of a three-point game, and they snapped the momentum. They crushed it. They took the game and just stomped it out like they were putting out a cigarette. And that is infuriating because I just spent a whole segment talking about one way that the officials completely, utterly botched 
the basics of their job. And now I'm talking about it again. And it's one of the biggest uh, topics of conversation. And it shouldn't be. I never want to talk about the officials. I hate talking about the officials. I always fight back when people talk about the officials. Because I don't think single plays that they miss impact games as much. Now, sure, it could change one or two things. Whenever one, it comes down to one play, I always believe that there are dozens of other things that a team could have done to have not put themselves in that situation where it came down to one call. That's my philosophy when it comes to officials in basketball. They're going to blow calls from time to time. It's a tough job. NBA officiating, tough job. It's not easy. They're going to get things wrong. That happens. Fine. Six minutes in a classic game between Portland and Boston. This was a beautifully played game. The good defense didn't matter when, you know, whenever a team made a mistake, the other team made them play. When you play good defense, they made tough shots. We had epic performances. We had Tatum starting to go off for 33. It was just one thing after another after another. It was so much fun. And then the NBA allows this six-minute review. Guys just sitting around, just waiting. Hmm. Like, come on. Make a decision and let's go. Make a decision. If you're watching a play happen and you can't figure it out within a minute or two, then it didn't happen. If you can't figure out if it, oh, I don't know, maybe it wasn't intentional, maybe it wasn't. Then it, what was your original call? It wasn't. Look at it in real time. No? Fine. Move on. You want to call a foul on him? Call a foul on him. You want to throw him out? Throw him out. But do it. Like, figure it out. If it was so obvious, if it was so clear that he did it, then he would you would have figured it out. But if you can't figure it out, then don't go looking for something. Because you know what happens? The more you look at something, the more you slow it down, the more you start to see what it is that you want to see. And that's part of the problem too. Because that play happened like boom. Smart turned, got hit. What I think happened is that Smart turned and he saw Nurkic and he said, oh, brace myself. I'm going to go down. I'm going to draw this foul. I don't think he said, oh, great, an opportunity to punch him in the nuts. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, Marcus Smart's a hothead, but he has no reason to do that. And with two minutes to go in a three-point game, he's going to go and, and no, he's not going to do that. Make your decision and move on. The NBA has to fix this damn replay thing because I like the replays. I don't mind the replays, actually. I want some level of fixing that human error thing. Because what I don't want is blown call, having some sort of thing like people questioning the integrity of the game. I want to have a replay system where it works. Have somebody at the game upstairs in a booth watching have the connection to Secaucus, New Jersey, where you got three people watching a game and they're constantly looking at, Oh, that's a play that could be reviewable. Let me look at that. 
And if there's the opportunity, then other people are already halfway into the process. If they blow the whistle and they say, hmm, this could be a problem, then people back in some room somewhere, either in the building, in a trailer out back, back in Secaucus, wherever it is, give them the opportunity, people who do not have to be like, oh, I got to defend my call. Have them put on the headset and say, okay, what's the call? Like they do in baseball. I guess they do it in soccer. I'm not watching a ton of soccer. So if that's their replay system, then fine. But do something. Take it out of their hands. By the time they get to that damn uh, monitor, time has already elapsed. Six minutes is a long time. It's a long time. This game dragged on. It was a great game, and then all of a sudden it dragged on. The last five minutes were brutal. It's, it's so infuriating. Because as a basketball person, I want to see the two teams go out there, play their best, do their best, best team wins, move on. One of my favorite things when I was playing was the competition. My favorite thing was when I was locked in a huge battle when me and my opponent were going back and forth and elbowing each other and, you know, kneeing each other, like just going at it and doing all we could to win, doing every little bit. And at the end, that's the first person I always sought out to say good game because I loved that level of competition. That's what I want to see in a basketball game. And I don't want some stupid damn replay taking six minutes and killing the momentum of the last two minutes of a close game in the NBA. The NBA doesn't need this. Ratings are down. They don't need me sitting here screaming into a microphone about how this system is broken. They want people who are listening to my podcast to be like, to, to, to be enjoying the basketball talk, whether the Celtics win or lose. It'd still be, I think, a fine podcast if the Celtics won or if they, or if they lost or whatever. What you don't want is people screaming about the refs and, and this stupid replay system that crushes a great game. The Celtics lost this game. They deserve to lose this game. The Portland Trailblazers won this game. They came into Boston and they took it. But those last five minutes or so, and you can go back to that goal 10 to say seven minutes, we're so botched by the officials that what we don't have is the actual clean back and forth ending that we deserve. What we have is this ending that is, is just gross. When you have to have a pool report after a game, that's generally not a good thing. It's not about the officials blowing a call and screwing one team or the other. It's about keeping the game intact. Letting the game flow the way it's supposed to flow. And just letting the basketball make its determination. 
if this had been handled properly, let's say the challenge was allowed and the Celtics did get the basket, then who knows? Maybe they win. Maybe they don't. Let's say the replay lasts a minute and a half. Maybe they still kick smart out. I don't know. But make it so it doesn't crush the game. Let the players on the floor determine who wins and who loses. That is the only thing that I want. And so, I'm I'm just upset. I'm upset that we didn't get the ending that this game deserved. That the players didn't get the ending that this deserved. Because the players are the ones that should be determining the outcome. And like I said before, I'm perfectly happy giving this, you know, giving Portland their due. They won this game. They they earned this win, but I wanted to see them close this out and really earn this win. Celtics have a couple of days off. So they're going to cool off, I think. Maybe I'm going to cool off and we'll figure out the rest of the week. This is just a big, crucial set of games. All must wins now. Got to go to Orlando first on Wednesday. That's going to be the next the next game. So I'll be talking about it all week long. Subscribe if you have not already, whether you're listening on the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much. It's something new that we're trying to do here. And uh, if you can share that link, it'd be awesome. Subscribe, rate five stars. Comments are great. All of that stuff. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure you're also listening to the Locked On Today podcast, by the way. The NFL draft is over. Uh, who won, who lost? That's the question that they'll be answering here. Get all the sports news you want in less time on the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And always share this podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.